0: A priest, his brother, and a married guy walk into a podcast to discover the deepest truths of our day. If you're a seeker of ancient wisdom, interdimensional museums, and the Baltimore Catechism, then this is not the show for you. You're listening to the Untitled Catholic Podcast. And it starts right now. Hello and welcome to the Untitled Catholic Podcast. This is Father Sean. With me, as always, is... Nolan. <laughs> <laughs> Come on! I can't be the one to do it. Well, all right. Well, we're gonna have. This is the first time we're gonna say your last name on the podcast because at this point everyone knows who you are, right? Because you tweet about it, so it's not like so. Our we have. A special, I never knew
1: why it was a big secret to begin with. To be honest oh, okay.
0: With you. Well, we we have a special guest today, and we're gonna introduce Nolan uh, via the special guest. So, with me. <laughs> <laughs> I am Father Sean, and with me as always is Joe Mancada and <laughs> Nolan Reynolds. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you completely butchered that, but I would expect nothing less, so it's perfect. No, it's good. This, this podcast has officially been baptized now. There you
0: go. So, uh, Joe Mancada is a, a high school teacher. He, um, he teaches Espanol. Mm-hmm. Espanol Uno. And... Uh, I know him from I, I would almost – it's been almost 10 years that I've known you, right? Right? Almost, yeah.
2: So is, I think he's exactly eight, eight where we're at right now.
1: Yeah, you
0: because know, it was 2009. Yes. Yeah.
2: And Wait, so does that
1: mean I knew Joe actually before you guys did?
0: Technically, yeah. yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh, fun fact.
0: So Joe's the type of person that when you meet him, there's usually a story that goes with it. <laughs> okay. So I'm assuming that you have, uh, since you met him first, I'll defer to, to your story.
1: All right. Well, there's, there's multiple ways I could go with this because <laughs> Joe and I met on, uh, on a World Youth Day, which we've spoken about ad nauseum uh, on the Untitled Catholic Podcast. But um, that was a pivotal moment in my life, as I'm sure it was in Joe's. It was uh, Sydney, Australia, 2008. And um, I was actually uh, Joe's dad's roommate. In, uh, in in Sydney and as a side story we had a, a third roommate that we shared a, a room with who snored in um, ungodly fashion and <laughs> I, won't say, I won't say who this roommate was but I will just say I've never heard anyone snore louder in my life and the funny thing is that Joe's dad it was so bad that Joe's dad actually blasted his iPod to the highest level it could go while he slept and slept through that, as opposed to listening to this man snore. That sounds just all right, hear, actually. I could actually hear his music from his iPod, as loud as it was from the guy snoring. But your dad was sleeping soundly. Once he started doing that, it was amazing.
2: He was probably playing uh, U2 hits on repeat or something like that.
1: <laughs> probably. I think so, but but yeah, Joe and I. I, I want to say, Joe, I, the, our first like time really hanging out was probably in Hawaii on our stopover to Australia. Is that right? Oh yeah, that's absolutely right. Were you part of that crew that was? It <laughs> <out? laughs> was oh, anticipating me yeah. oh, yeah. saying that. Oh yeah, that's <laughs> absolutely right. You've <laughs> got it all written down. No, were you a part of that crew that was like we were outside of the hotel on the uh, on the street in Oahu, kind of like just doing like pranks on people as they walk by and yeah, the one, fun. um,
2: the one I remembered in particular was going up to people with a camera. And mm-hmm. like, hey, do you mind taking a picture? And it'd be like, yes. And then we immediately proceed to just take a selfie with them and catch them off guard and then walk away.
1: <laughs> yeah. It was really before selfies blow up too. So oh
2: yeah. So you had to, there was no front facing camera. You had to just hope and pray that you were in the screen in the frame. And, uh, Living like God. Exactly.
1: <laughs> I also is- remember. I also remember you and, and another friend of ours uh, starting um, the uh the cha-cha slide as a uh, as a flash mob.
2: Oh my gosh! I'm starting to see some
0: consistent
1: themes now with Nolan and World Youth Day. <laughs> <laughs> There's, there's, there is some consistency there. I thought you were going to say consistent themes with Joe, as in, like, your story of meeting him is exactly the same.
2: <laughs> well, It's funny.
1: I was in
0: uh, World Youth Day, Sydney, too, and you guys just didn't remember me. You were there? No,
1: I wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh,
0: but I can say this. So I got a job working for the diocese, and um, I uh, – so I was – going to be a campus minister and I had to go through all these pictures. They gave me like a hard drive filled with pictures. And I don't remember what they wanted me to do with them, but I had to go through them. And every picture I went through, like it was pictures from Sydney. It was pictures from youth conferences. It was pictures from all these different things. And there was one guy in like most of the pictures. And, uh, I got, you know, I got to the, I worked at, uh, at the university that I worked at, all I there was uh, some issues as far as like, um, you know, just people who were coming and, and going. And it was like I was new, so everyone who was kind of involved last year didn't really come because I guess they were all afraid of me because I wasn't the guy that was there before <laughs> who, was, who, was a, who was a friend of mine. So I knew the type of shoes that I had to try to fill. And uh, so... I had said in, in a desperate plea at the end of mass one day that like, hey, guys, come and get to know me. I'm in the office. Come and talk to me. And um, so, so one day uh, I get a knock on the door and in comes Joe Mankata. And he goes, hey, my name's Joe Mancada. I'm says like, that's just, I, I talk too much. so I'm probably going to tell you my whole life story. And then he left three hours later. Three late.
2: hours later. <laughs>
1: later and you've been best friends ever since <laughs> yeah well i as a kid Wait, so, sister, so joe was the guy that was in all those pictures yeah yeah well i was gonna get to that and then I, oh, was, okay. I was going
0: through those pictures again and as joe started coming around more and more i realized that he was the guy in all of those pictures
1: <laughs> that's so funny and i had in the in and at the, the time you were probably like look at this guy <laughs> in all these pictures here whoever <laughs> want to be friends <laughs> with this guy yeah <laughs> what a what a loser <laughs> whose man's is this
0: <laughs> <laughs> and, but it was him so, uh, yeah, and then my life has changed either for the better or for the worse. I still haven't been able to really figure that out yet.
2: But uh, I like to think it's changed for the better. I'd like to think so, too. I mean, you're a priest now. Yeah. I like to say he had like a small role in that. Yeah, we could say that, whether it's true or not. It, a <laughs> story, a lot of we can
1: <laughs> can say that. do say a lot of things on this show. <laughs> exactly.
0: But, yeah, then then uh, then he was around all the time.
2: Almost too much.
0: Yeah, he would skip class to come and see me, and I, 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 I never, I never condoned that. Let the record show.
2: Fact, three years after he graduated, he was still hanging around. <laughs>
1: <laughs> There's a lot of truth to that, actually. <laughs>
2: let, let the record show. If any of my students listen to this, I'm not advocating skipping class. Um, I was a freshman in college. It was uh, probably not the best of my part. <laughs> But um, I did like think I was getting closer to God. I guess that's,
0: that's one way of putting it. I like how Nolan just coughed and then muted his, uh, <laughs> his microphone. So we got to hear that. <clears throat> and now as he's blowing
1: his nose, it's on mute. But <laughs> This
0: allergy season. You're welcome. So, uh,
1: yeah. And then I really had, had a of- little realism to the podcast.
0: So oftentimes I would be uh, in my office and we had a poster that was there that acted kind of like a mirror. So the the room was kind of at an angle so that I could look at the poster and it would reflect from the doorway who was outside. So if I heard someone coming by, I would look at the poster to see who was outside. Joe never figured this out. But he would oftentimes try to like come in and and get... He would get very excited because he would have something planned before he came in, thinking he was going to surprise me. But he was usually outside the door (laughs) Breathing and so I would look to see who it was realize it was him and oftentimes before he came in I would hear this So if you can if you can hear that that's, For those who don't know that would be the power rangers theme. and then he would jump in during this part As the guitar got really heavy
1: and then do air guitar for a little bit in the off. That's about the coolest use of the power rangers theme song I've ever heard of
0: uh, Why well, also uh, used to then ask as soon as he would jump in and start doing the Power Rangers theme, are you supposed to be in class right now? To which I would probably respond,
2: yes. (laughs) Then I
0: would say, I don't condone this, but now that you're here, let's just
2: (laughs) (laughs) hang out
1: for the next half an hour. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much.
2: Or three or or four. four. (laughs) And then Sean eventually had to go home at one point.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, I, he, uh, th- you know, before Miley Cyrus made it popular, Joe Mancata would piece. would come in like a wrecking ball.
1: Yeah, that sounds about right. That's right. <laughs> I like that.
0: And now I think we'll we'll take a little bit of a break and we'll come back with uh, with more of Joe Mankata and less of Justin. Sounds good. <laughs> I feel like uh, Joe's dream his whole life was to uh, teach at the school that he went to high school. Mm-hmm. That was like your whole dream, right?
2: Yeah, absolutely. From the, from the jump when I uh, was going into college, it was always a goal to go back there and teach. Um, when I was a student there, it wasn't uh, mm-hmm. the entire dream. I was actually kind of forced to go to Catholic school. Um, when I was younger, I was at my local public school for 7th and 8th grade, and um, I was kind of getting into a little bit of trouble, more than my parents wanted to, so um, parents woke me up one morning saying, hey, you're going to take the Sanchez exam. Next thing I know, I'm at uh, the Catholic high school that I went to, um, and at first, at first I didn't buy into it. All my friends were getting to wear what they wanted in public school. Um, getting to choose their own classes, eating outside for lunch. Uh, but I do remember distinctly, and I guess just God works his ways through different people. My locker my freshman year was outside of the guidance office, and there was this one particular brother that would always make sure to say hi to me every morning uh, and every afternoon. be like, good morning, Joe. Sometimes I'd give him a, a mumble, like, remember remember like, no, 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 no. Good morning, Joe. Oh, <laughs> good morning, brother. And then mm-hmm. I guess that just got the <laughs> that just got the ball rolling. Um, I started off with track and field, my freshman year, um, and then through all the, I never really experienced faith the way I did the Catholic faith the way I did in um, at my high school. So I remember going into this high school only knowing how to say the Hail Mary and the Our Father. I had never said grace before. I never knew what a glory bee was, what the heck's Eucharistic Adoration, what's this giant gold thing that's there. Uh, But through all the the faith uh, events, apostolic events um, that was going on in the school, I just totally bought in. I totally bought into the school. I bought into the faith. And then I knew when I was going into my uh, major at my university that this is a school I wanted to go back to.
0: I think that's interesting because I find that um, that tends to be the case for uh, like some of the Catholic schools in 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 the diocese. They they tend to get a lot of people who who went there,
2: mm-hmm. and I
0: think there's something. Mm-hmm. I mean, that that goes to show that they're doing a good job because mm-hmm. it's it makes you, people want to actually
1: ask Joe a question.
0: Okay, <laughs> okay, just interrupt me and ask him a question. <laughs> Go ahead. Well, you can finish your thought first, if you want. Oh, no, nah, I feel like we've already moved past that. So,
1: Well, i am already moved past my question, too. So.
2: <laughs> good, good, good. good.
1: good. Uh, no, there was an interesting point. I just want, didn't want to cut Joe off, so I figured I'd cut you off instead. Now we're going
0: to cut you off because you have to answer the phone.
1: <laughs> I'm not answering my phone. <laughs> Hopefully someone else will, though.
0: Usually it's me. <laughs>
1: Tell <laughs> him you're, you're gonna have to edit the heck out of this, man. <laughs> oh, good thing we're airing this next week. <laughs> yeah, right? It's gonna take you a week to edit it. Is this gonna be like, the th- are we gonna hear the message now? No, no. I.
0: I this message is for Nolan Reynolds.
1: Uh, we've, we've come back,
0: uh, we've got your test results back, and you indeed do have hemorrhoids.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, I fielded that phone call earlier this morning. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm tempted to leave all this in. <laughs> no, please. That'd be bad. So, all right, uh, go ahead. Ask your question. Well, I just I I like um, how Joe shared about um, you know how his faith grew from going to Catholic high school, and that um, hit me because my parents also wanted me to go from public school to Catholic high school, but I put the kibosh on that right away um, and didn't even give a chance. I didn't take the test or anything. I just, I cut that off before it even got anywhere and, and looking, knowing what I know about it now, I probably um, would have, uh, would have really appreciated having gone to that. Uh, that being said, I was going to ask Joe um, if his parents were really, um, and really involved with the faith before they sent him to school, or did their faith grow as a result of him going to Catholic high school as his did?
2: Um, so it's a little bit of both, but more of the latter, actually. Um, my parents, and my whole family, rather, we went to Mass every Sunday, did the whole CCD thing, received all the sacraments and uh, things of that nature. But, um, you know, they like myself, didn't really know doctrine, canon, things of that nature. So by my education in it and going to things like Eucharist Adoration, going to things like daily mass, going to things like midday prayer, um, I would bring that back home to my family, and then they would do things like that. Um, for example, uh, my mom became an extraordinary minister. Uh, my dad became involved in the St. Vincent de Paul Society. Um, my sister, just before even the option came up, she was just like, "Oh, I want to go. I want to go to the same high school." So I like to think that definitely the latter. It's not that they weren't faithful; It's that my learning of the faith spread onto them. I see, I think that's cool
0: because, like all the things that you mentioned, a lot of those things uh, were offered at the high school that 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 Justin and I went to. But I didn't take advantage of any of that stuff. And it wasn't until I got into college that I started to experience some of those things. Mm-hmm. So the fact that you kind of like got a head start with it, I think is is pretty cool, because like you you came in to um, college, like ready to go. Yeah, and that was one of the things that was cool. Like, I never really pl. I, I I practiced my faith, but it wasn't until college that I started really getting into it. So you kind of had like a that head start, and that and that's something that only going to a Catholic high school could do.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I I definitely um I definitely see that as being a, a common theme, as you know, as I'm working in a Catholic high school, especially with the with the kids that come from. Um, uh, public school. I can't tell you how many students that we have that are involved in campus ministry. Some of the most faithful, the most um, active members of our campus ministry are kids who, when they were ninth graders, their parents forced them to go to Catholic high school and they don't re- didn't really want to be there and they found this new love for their faith.
0: And I think that's really cool because um, like, it's also true with our youth group. Um, a lot of our youth group here at the parish are kids from public school and i don't know what it is cuz you know a lot of times you, you can read different things and say like our ccd program is like failing but it seems like i don't i don't it's the, the the thing is like you can't say that the ccd program is failing because it's it's not it's the parents right so if the parents yeah. are into their faith even even just on like and I, I don't mean this in like a, a derogatory way, but on the most basic level, you pray together and you go to mass on Sunday. As simple as that. It makes such a huge difference in a, in like a kid's life. And like that, all the kids that come to our youth group are kids that whose parents, I see them at mass every
1: Sunday. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, the, the best thing that you can, the best situation would be to have a really faithful family and a really good religious education program that's supporting them. And working together, the second best thing is just a really faithful family, mm-hmm. you know, because they, they can survive, they can get through a, a poor religious education program. The third best option is is where the family's not very faithful, but then you know you do have a really solid uh, religious education program, and and that can work to a degree and to to um, some level, but not the way the other two can. Yeah, having a faithful family makes a big difference. <laughs>
2: Yeah, and I like really does. Th- I like to uh, think. Oh, what were you going to say?
1: <laughs> no, just I. am similar to what kind of what you were saying before, Joe. My family too. When I got involved more with my faith, they tended to to as well. You know, I was I, I very much relate to your story of only knowing the Our Father and the Hail Mary and, and not doing much else besides from going mm-hmm. to mass on Sundays, mm-hmm. and then that taking on new life. Um, you know, when I was given similar opportunities, so that's all I wanted to say.
2: Um. Now, what I was going to say was, even though I do teach Spanish, I, well, the, I should say the original goal for me when I was a student was I wanted to come back and teach religion. I just fell in love with religion. That was one of my best subjects at the school. Um, started at the university. They didn't have a religious ed program. Started off with math. That did not go out the way it wanted to. It helps to. to go to class, especially math classes. Well, Probably. (laughs) Um, Then I switched to uh, Spanish. um, End of my sophomore year, beginning of my junior year, and um, even though I do teach Spanish, I always try to find a way to incorporate the faith uh, in a modern uh, way that will reach out to my students. I teach freshmen, and um, you know we start off every uh, every class uh, saying the Hail Mary. Uh, and then i either play a prayer video or or I'll talk about something that's going on in um, modern day Catholics lives. And I just hope that even though it's outside of their religion class, they're still getting that taste of being a faithful high school student. And I see that with actually one of my athletes um, who we, we live in the same town and this young man, he takes himself to church every Sunday. You know, mm. like I started teaching him when he was a sophomore and it's just like, you don't see that too often. with well, high school no. or uh, public school or Catholic school, a, a young man, a senior in high school taking himself to church. And I, I like to think, and as far as he's mentioned that I played a role in that. Um, but that's that's the type of that's what makes it worth it for me. That's and what, I,
0: yeah. I was just reading something like that recently or listening. to something. I don't remember if I was reading or listening. But it was this idea that, like, um, for at the very core of the Catholic school, faith should be a part of every subject, mm-hmm. not just yeah. religion. If it's just religion class, then religion becomes a subject no different than math or science. Mm-hmm. But if Christ is at the center of everything that we do, it's, he's at the center of math class, he's at the center of religion class, he's at the center of whatever. Mm-hmm.
1: So, um, yeah. And to, to get everyone on board at a high school to be able to do that is that is a real real blessing right there um like i know in my high school we have a we have a a science teacher who you know is as up on everything that that you can be up on and we'll we'll um talk about you know the latest and and the 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 minds but everything comes back to like look at what god gave us like through Mm -hmm. science like look at what look at what what creation is like look at what um you know the intricacies of the of the planet and the universe and how things work um, how cool is that? And and um, it makes it such a difference that they're tying God in with another subject. And and you're right, Father Sean. It really should be a part of of everything. So I'm I'm so grateful that uh, you're doing that in your classroom, uh, Joe. Because I'm sure not every teacher is.
2: Um, yeah, and that that could be in any uh, Catholic institution. Um, that sometimes a teacher is just like I'm here to teach my subject and that's it. But um, I yeah. I try to push it like the way any way possible. I mean, if I have, do I have time to tell a little little quick story, yeah, go ahead. Um, Definitely, I just think it's funny if how. If it's a
0: terrible story, I'll just <laughs> cut it
2: out. Um, <laughs> I, it's it's crazy like the way God works as far as like my educational journey and my faith journey. When I was getting confirmed, my in eighth grade, um, they gave us like a little book of saints uh, to choose from, and I could care less at that point. So I was like, oh, this guy, Samar Deporz, he uh he did ministry in South America that's cool. And oh wait, he could he communicate with animals? Oh that was pretty cool. So I picked him just, just solely for the basis that he could communicate with animals <laughs> and uh and he could um and he did ministry in Peru. Who would have thought that when I changed my major from math to Spanish, the one advisor that had his office open when i did that was running a study abroad trip to peru that summer i fly down to peru and i get to see where saint martin de porres is buried and then at that moment when i was in peru and for me at least i was like i i have to go back to this this high school like i have to go back to this catholic high school like there's no way that this is just a coincidence. I didn't randomly, I didn't just randomly pick Sam R. DePores in eighth grade right. to six years later be able to see where he was buried and where he did his ministry, and that just, uh, and I tell that story to my students uh, every now and then, and they're just like, e- even they're caught off guard, like at That's how cool. God works his his way into everything. So
1: it's amazing how much you see, like years later, like where God was at work. It's a, that's such a grace that that wisdom, to like look back and and it it even happens like with the same story over and over and over again for me, so um, that's awesome, Joe. Thanks.
2: Yeah.
0: And my confirmation name is also Saint Martin, but mine is Saint Martin de Tours.
1: Wait, your confirmation name is Saint Martin?
2: Yeah, I, I so the bishop had to say Saint Martin. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> wait, your your confirmation name is Saint Martin of Tours? Yeah. I was baptized at St. Martin of Tours in Brooklyn. How about that? In the words of Justin, (laughs) Shooky (laughs) Dooky. Quack,
0: quack.
1: (laughs) Good, good. Good, good.
0: Well, I think that's that's as good a time as any to take a little bit of a break.
1: it's a heck of a way to end the segment.
2: All right, and welcome back to the Untitled
0: Catholic Podcast. Um I think one of the things that it kind of you were talking about before with the idea of of bringing the faith into like regular circumstances. I think it's one of those things where um as Catholics oftentimes there's like that tension and and we talked about this on on the mini episode that that was that aired before this one aired was released. I don't know how you describe a podcast, but whatever it is. Drop it like <laughs> a, a drop, fire yeah, album. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, so that that it.
2: fire album. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
1: so
2: yeah,
0: um that whole idea of uh you know if you bringing faith into everyday life and just being a regular person who, um, who believes in faith. Ah! <laughs> I couldn't help myself.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Bruh. we like, I, I think one of the things that, um, I don't remember if we talked about it on here, but, um, w- so the first mini episode that we had, um, when when we were talking about at the the eucharistic minister's training um nolan had said that i mentioned how um justin bieber's album was fire and like kids think that's hysterical because i'm a priest who knows what's going on and um so the phone just keeps ringing usually it's up uh, we're not normally when i record we record and i record in my uh in my room mm-hmm. at the rectory, and the phone like the last four times went off while we were recording. <laughs> now, Nolan, we moved to a different room so that that wouldn't happen, and now Nolan's
1: phone keeps ringing. But and uh, it's the same person that's been calling the rectory; they're now calling my house. Really, the <laughs> religious head director? Yeah. Oh wow! I'm, no, I'm no. in a room right near her. I'll tell her to stop. <laughs> yeah, tell her to knock it off. She's hey. trying to sabotage the podcast. Hey,
0: Nolan has a very short attention span. But being a uh, a regular. Catholic, someone who can, you know, joke around about like Justin Bieber or or whatever it may be, and I think so many times it catches people off guard because they think that somehow we have to be like these porcelain doll saints that are like only talk about God all the time. I mean, I'm not there yet, um, so I don't. And just having conversations with you two, I don't think you guys are there either. <laughs> <laughs> But I mean, you. I mean, that was one of the things when you came in the door and you were like singing Power Rangers and, and like these kind of things and quoting Arnold Schwarzenegger movies, uh, like. And we were in there laughing. Get to the chopper. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm a copy with idiot! Enough talk.
2: Put the cookie down No. <laughs> <laughs>
0: but just like that kind of stuff, I think is. Like people get thrown off guard with like, wait a minute, you go to church and you watch Arnold Schwarzenegger movies.
2: <laughs> I mean, from my perspective, and i I guess Nolan, you may experience this too. Students are automatically think I just live in the school. Like they <laughs> they don't imagine that I have a life outside of the school. I'm always in a in a suit um with my crazy socks and I, that's just how I live. And then when they run into me uh, in church or in the mall or something, something like that, they're like, whoa, wait, you don't, you don't just sleep on the track. Like you don't sleep under your desk. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, I do have a life outside of the building. um, But the quality of that life is a question. <laughs> <but. laughs> no, but, but when, but just like you were saying, uh, Father Shern, like when it comes to things of being, in on pop culture or like for me like I low-key consider myself a sneakerhead. like I'll talk to my students about the hottest sneaker releases that are coming out and or um it probably blows
1: their mind when you like bring something like that up too oh yeah
2: absolutely or like I love EDM music so I've been to the EDC uh, music festival before and they're like whoa like that's the type of music you listen to it's like they also they also don't realize what my age is like my graduation photo like the class photo is on the wall like class of 2009 they i've had students think that i'm like 37 years old i'm like uh i'm actually 25
1: <laughs> you know wow. so
2: i'm not that much older than you i, I still know uh I'm, you're I'm in was, a
1: prime place for ministry my friend you really are
2: <laughs> my, my senior would say you're off the world <laughs> 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 so i like to think i know what's going on
1: that's great no, not only is it, like, okay to be normal and to like, um, you know, thing, regular things like action movies and sports and to be able to talk about them, but it's I think it's key, key to evangelization. Like, major
2: key.
1: I think, um, yeah, not just low key, major key. <laughs> 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 I not think a, Not a minor key? I mean, maybe in some music cases. Show. Music show. Not that I'm, but like, a music major. No. Anyway, I digress. <laughs> For you, <laughs> thank you, thank you. You're welcome. No, like I, I, like I, I'm just thinking about like I've had like students and teens that I've worked with in ministry before that th- I got somewhere because of you know talking about our favorite mutual favorite sports team or mm-hmm. you know talking about um hip hop music which was uh, which I was super into when I was in high school and and college and a little bit afterwards and could still talk about it without being irrelevant and um so like like those conversations started you know relationships that eventually became um you know relationships in faith and 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 in discipleship and in evangelization It's very hard.
0: Um, Well, I think that that book, The Forming Intentional Disciples, have you ever read that, Nolan?
1: No, no. Who who wrote that? Sherry Waddell. It's good.
0: I read it when I was in the seminary, and I've been meaning to read it again. But it it talks about the thresholds of uh, conversion. And one of the first ones, if not the first one, is trust. And um, if you could get people to trust you, then they'll want to talk to you and and and, and if they want to talk to you yeah. then 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 you're you're in you can you and you're not and you're not doing it deceptively in a sense that like you're trying to get them to trust you so you could trick them into believing in Jesus. You be yourself and you're authentic and they know exactly. that you're authentic and they trust you. Like um I'm I'm a chaplain of a university now and I was on retreat with them the first year I was there and I heard some of them talking about Lord of the Rings. And in the back of my head, I was like, should I start talking like Gollum or should I not talk <laughs> like Gollum? And then I, I started talking like Gollum. And like one of the kids that was there, uh, kids, adults, whatever, however you want to know, college students, was like, oh. Then he started, you know, they all started talking to me about that. And then like when they started talking to me about more serious things, not necessarily serious things, but like
2: then I was like, well, oh, I know I could talk to you about this because you get it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think I think the term that I use a lot is that real recognizes real. Yeah, um, and especially on the college level, and you knew it from a campus minister perspective and from a uh, a chaplain perspective, in a in a non Catholic university or any university for that matter, because you would see it on Catholic universities. It's so hard to evangelize. Without shoving it down people's throats per se, and I like to think from the time of uh, Father Sean being my campus minister and um, the other campus ministers I had, I and the chaplains I had, I was able to be myself and show the university, like, hey, like, like when I was in college, I was on two dance companies, like well, this guy goes to mass and he's on two dance companies. Uh, like, Oh, he's an RA and he can still go to mass. Um, I like to use um, a good friend of mine who was a freshman when I was a senior. And uh, he actually started uh, an historically Catholic fraternity on campus. And that fraternity has been such a, a shining light at the university. Um, and, that, and that's a, a way of evangelizing in of itself. You know um, that when people feel like that, you're not force feeding them something; they're more willing to take part in, in it.
1: And and also when when the elements of the faith become something i don't want to say something that you know just another thing you're into you don't want to i don't think you want to give the perception that like hey i'm i'm really into to hip-hop and and watching sports and also some of this catholic stuff like you Mm -hmm. you want to you want them to see that like no this this catholic element is is the the core of of what i am and who i am and this this um relationship with god is at the center of my life but i also happen to be um you know, into some of these other things. But it's it's really like the balance and, and then the moments when I was able to strike that balance were the most powerful times. I think of like times in the summer when I worked in ministry at the parish and, you know, I, we'd be playing video games or something in the office or talking about comic books or something. And then we'd go to the, the chapel or the church rather and, and, and pray the rosary and pray it really like sincerely and genuinely those were some of the best moments because they saw that i was a, a normal dude a, a regular guy um but you know what you make time in your day um and and you plan your day around uh giving time to the lord and uh that was the, those were those are the when i was at my most effective as a youth minister I one
0: of the greatest compliments i ever got and i don't think this girl realized that she was giving it to me we were um at a an event for the, I had over the summer I had a barbecue for the university students and a group of them came and I don't remember exactly what I was saying but f- it would it was something along the lines of making fun of someone for putting mustard on their hamburger <laughs> which is like <laughs> the way everyone else does it except for the region that we're in we're like the only people that don't do that every else sure I've gone
2: now what you say <laughs> Because you make fun of people who put mustard on hamburgers. Wait, well, what did you say, though? What I'm sure you... we lost a couple of listeners.
1: We ostracize listeners all the time, every yeah. episode. That's, some... that's what makes us great. We keep getting new listeners
0: each week because we've <laughs> ostracized a whole group. Of...
1: <laughs> so, it, and, and then... For the record, I'll put mustard on my hamburger if there's no cheese on it. That's the that's the factor. the cheese? Yeah, like if I don't just like a plain burger. So if it's just a plain burger, I'll put ketchup and mustard. But I digress. Okay. <laughs> yeah, well,
0: then what she said to me was like, I can't believe you're the same person. And I was like, the same? What the heck does that mean? Although was it like a science fiction movie. I was like, the same person is who? And she's like, the same person that just celebrated mass. You were just so serious at mass. And now you're talking about like mustard on a hamburger.
1: And I was like, well, mass
0: is serious and hamburgers aren't. Okay, or they like, are,
1: depending on how you want to look at it. you were like, my work is done here. I <laughs> could leave
0: right now. Yeah. And then I ascended off into the heavens.
2: Ah,
0: I know that's a Little Mermaid, but it also goes good with ascending into the
1: heavens. It does. <laughs> wow. <laughs> how about that pop culture reference?
2: Yeah, and then you'll have um, some Christian EDM Playing in the background. If it was me, yeah. <laughs> well, there you
1: go. Well, I was just with
0: you at the at the band that my brother may or may not work for.
2: Uh, had
0: a concert in New York, and I was there with Joe. And a, a Christian EDM band called Capital Kings came out, and it was like it was funny because it was like I would say um, more than likely it was non-denominational Christians that yeah. were there. And uh, the market crowd, it, uh, there are younger people there, but there are a lot of um, older people as well, and in a sense, older than high school students, like thirties, forties, fifties. And when the EDM music kind of started, they were like, "What the heck is going on?" And it was just funny to watch Joe dancing in the, uh, you know, in front of his seat, and everyone else is kind of like,
2: uh. "I mean, when you drop a smoker's beat to praise and worship music, I mean." <laughs> I can't help but want a bus to move. How can you not get uh, down with that? Absolutely. I mean, I like to that effect. Actually, when I play prayer videos in my classes, I try to play stuff they don't they, they don't normally hear for mass or for the morning prayer. Uh, one of my biggest hits that I've played is actually from Hillsong Young and Free, featuring Lecrae. Uh, the song is "This Is Living." It's a great song. If you're out there, uh, listen to it. It's a great track. McCray is a great uh, up-and-coming rapper. He's been featured on the local hip-hop stations. And when I play that for my students, they're like, "Wait, that's the dude I've heard on the radio!" Yeah. Like, "Wait, there's praise and worship music that's EDM and hip-hop together?" I'm like, "Yeah." Like, and that and that's the way I tell my students. It's it's cool to be Catholic, like it's cool to be Christian. So I'll have students come up to me like, hey, Mr. Malkata, I just downloaded the entire album or mm-hmm. I just, I'm going to um, like a Matt Maher concert or something like that. And I'm just like, yeah, like that's that that's that's what I want. Like that, that's just what's putting a smile on my face when my students and my friends uh, can openly express their faith and not be ashamed by it. That's that's what I want them to feel, not not ashamed by uh, being Catholic or Christian.
0: That's exactly Amen. what I preached about today at mass. It's a, on a weekday mass. Oh, yeah. This is recorded on a day different than when it'll air, so not that it necessarily oh, related. drop
1: like fire, like man,
0: fire.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> dropping beats. Well, this one kid at, at the university challenged me to a uh, uh, what's freestyle it battle. Yeah, not fr- I, I said I can't do freestyle, but he challenged me and one of the other chaplains on, on a rap battle. And whatever I do is going to start like this. Ham. <laughs> one of the priests in the rectory has make a parrot. Sure to
1: drop uh, some rhymes that don't even work that well, but then just hit that up and and it'll uh, make everyone forget right away.
0: <laughs> one of the priests that I live with has a parrot, and uh, I was trying to teach the parrot that. But it, it it didn't start learning that. Oh man. And not at least not that I know of. But
2: well what if one of your if one of the college yeah. cases challenged you to a dance off, I think you would definitely win. I yeah. did. I already beat two of them. Oh really? Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. So there might be another one coming again, but I already I already won.
2: If you ever need a tag team partner?
0: Well, yeah, I <laughs> I need you to teach me like the how to do the juju for real. Cause so I could bust that out at the uh, eighth grade graduation dance and, oh. and be a hero to a whole new group of people. I got you. So, um, although although we like to have fun on this podcast, um, you know, sometimes uh, we want to get serious as well. And uh, you know, one of one of the things that I think uh, might be really important to talk about is. Um, the escalating issues in, in North Korea. Um, so mm. I, since you're our guest, I, I just wanted to say, um, what, what would you say about the whole uh, North Korea situation? That's worth getting you know, different information and how you know, the leaders of North Korea are not exactly happy with the United States right now. What, 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 how would you weigh in on this topic?
2: Well, uh, I would say, oh, man.
0: I guess, uh, I guess, I guess we'll have to get to that another time.
2: God, damn. I had a whole,
1: man. that's a, that's a whole episode though, right there. So yeah, maybe
2: we'll wait till the next time we have you on. And... Yeah, maybe had a whole thing prepared. I don't know. All right.
0: Well, it's that's not going to go to waste. Yeah. We'll let you use it another time. Yeah. Why
1: don't you post it on your blog? Okay. I'll tweet about it. What, what would your... <laughs> I think I think 147 characters will do it justice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. What, if you did have a blog, what
2: would it be called? Uh, Life according... Joe my Blaga. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, I don't think we could stop that. Uh, I think that's it. I think that's the... The winner winner chicken dinner, as they say.
0: Well, on that note, God bless everyone who uh, listened to the podcast because you'll definitely get some time off of purgatory for listening to us.
1: Absolutely.
2: Yeah. Well, uh, thanks for having me on. Thanks for being nice. Uh, thanks for really coming. Appreciate it. Thanks and, for being, uh, Justin. Uh, yeah. <laughs> 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 I like to think we're usually part of a package deal, but it's nice to uh, be in the stead. Well, uh, I,
0: will, I will leave you with this parting shot. Uh, Joe could have gone to the high school that Justin and I went to. And if he had gone to that high school, he would have been in – Justin and Joe were the same year in school. And so after we went on a mission trip to Belize, uh, Joe was like, you know, best friends with my brother. And he goes up to him. He goes, I wish I could go back in time and go to your homeroom and be like, in four years' time. We- you, you <laughs> yeah.
2: In four years' time, you and me would become the best of friends in an international mission trip to which you respond. So you would be willing to go
0: back in time to risk having exactly what you have <laughs> right now? I, did,
2: I, did, I didn't fully understand the butterfly effect at that point in my right. life. <laughs>
0: But you understood Inception the first time you watched. I did understand Inception. And I was never prouder than you of, of any moment of my life than at that moment. Oh. That's all I got. I don't, I mean,
1: you got anything else, Nolan? No. You want me to give you another parting shot? <laughs> Go ahead if you have one. I don't know. This, this is more of a compliment. You look like 10 years younger without your beard.
0: <laughs> I don't know if that's a compliment or an insult.
1: I miss it. Probably somewhere in
0: between. I, well, our youth minister who goes by the name Tilo. So shout out to Tilo who doesn't know how podcasts work. Uh, when she saw me for the first time after I shaved, she turned around <laughs> and she looked like scared. And I said, I know, I look like I'm 12 years old.
1: Um, uh,
2: I have one last thing to say. Okay, go ahead. Um, for any of my students that may happen to listen, uh, remember Cool Beans, God is good all the time.
0: And subscribe and, and give us a
2: rating too. Yeah, that too. <laughs> and, and make it a good one. Uh, maybe maybe I'll uh, throw in a couple points here there on a quiz or something. Yeah, well, can mm-hmm. can we
0: do that on a? Uh, you get five points on a quiz for e- for every star they give us
2: <laughs> as a rating.
0: They could get a point on a quiz.
2: I can neither confirm or deny that that can actually happen, so, but I'll take it into consideration. So, students of the uh, high
0: school that Joe teaches at, <laughs> if you. Give us a five-star rating. There is a chance that you can get five points on a quiz. Or a homework pass. A homework. All right. that's. I would do that in a second. Yeah. Bribery.
2: Nah. Uh, getting closer to God. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. I think we've thoroughly bored everybody at this point, so we'll just give a hard goodbye. Adios. Arrivederci. You've been listening to the Untitled Catholic Podcast. See you next time.